Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Stylist, TV presenter, business founder, mom, partner, my next guest does it all and is a recent founder of a new brand called Clossy. Judy Gilroy, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Very generous introduction there. (laughs) I don't know if I quite do it all. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your background and what Clossy is and what, why it started. So I'm a stylist. I work in fashion and I feel like over the years, that's given me a unique insight into how people react to products, what products they're loving, how brands work. I do a lot of stuff online as well. So I've done collaborations with other brands and edits for other brands. And I guess I've always really enjoyed kind of like everything from creating an idea and a collection to bringing it to the customer. But when you're collaborating with another brand, once you're done with like the shoot and the promo, that's it, you're done. (laughs) So you never really get to see it through the whole journey. So I think for me, I've always wanted to do a product. I had my first idea for a product like years and years and years ago. I went to trade fair for it. I did like branding for it. And then when I came to it, I just never had the balls to do it. I just couldn't do it. And then there was a second product that I had an idea for. And I thought this was a great idea. And same thing with it. I kind of took it to a certain point and I just never did it. So I've always really wanted to do a product. And then with Classy, uh, this is the the one I actually went with. (laughs) So that's kind of where it started. What do you think made you actually push the button on this and decide and have the balls to go forward with it? Well, I mean, a huge part of it was you. (laughs) So when I came up with the idea for Classy, we had all been sitting at home during the pandemic. We had been obsessively tidying and cleaning and DIYing our houses. And I've always really loved house things. And I've always been really kind of house proud, I'd say as well. And during the pandemic as well, I had my first baby, Stella. And I think that anybody who has kids will know that when you have kids suddenly your house goes into like this kind of chaos. I kept seeing all of this content on Netflix and everywhere about organizing. It's such a simple thing, but it's something that everybody can do to their houses to make the most of their space. So I think like we all want to live in beautiful homes. But how many of us like today or tomorrow can start knocking down walls or can even even painting is a big job. Whereas when it comes to it, like if you clear out your space and if you organize it and if you take a bit of pride in it and you just put a bit of time and energy and love into it, it doesn't have to be knocking down walls or painting. But you can still get that same effect of falling in love with your space again. And I just thought there's really something in this of having 
a range of products that really helps everyday people with like messy houses, not like normal messy houses, not like these amazing glossy houses we're seeing on social media, but like everyday, that everyday chaos. You know, there has to be something that can help everybody to make the most of their space. And how would you sum up, for those people that aren't aware of the brand, how would you sum up Glossy and what it is? It's a home organization brand. We are all about simple and effective solutions to help you make the most of your space. And our goal is to help everybody calm the everyday chaos. And we're all about being house proud rather than house perfect. So as much as we love the glossy images, and we do, we definitely take into account for like kids and everyday life and mess. And, you know, organizing everyday mess isn't always beautiful. So how long has the business been trading now? So we started trading in April. So we are less than a year old. And that whole, we f- first started talking, it's been the year, nearly the year before, yeah. I could say. Because um, it was a year, a, a year and a half before we launched when I started talking to you. And I remember, Nicole, when I was going on my first call with you and I was like, oh my God, she could have think this is a terrible idea. And I've been like, I really wanted to impress you <laughs> because I think that is so, it's so much a part of it and setting up in business. And I think women setting up in business, it's just that confidence part. So the thing I remembered that I really needed from you was probably a little bit of validation, which you definitely gave me. But it was that supplier end of things because it's all well and good to have an idea for a product, an idea for a business. But like if you can't get the product and you can't package it and you can't ship it into the country, then you don't have business. That's where I found your skills so valuable to me because I just had never been able to make that connection before and finding the right supplier for a business. And it still takes, you know, even when you have the biggest black book in the world or, you know, you have loads of contacts, finding the right one for you that does the right minimums, that has the right quality. It's a lot of investigative work. What did you think was most challenging along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think that was difficult. I knew what I wanted, the range I wanted to bring out. For anyone who's familiar with our brand, we have one of our edits is called the Stackable Edit. And that edit is like, it's modular, it's stackable, it's really versatile. It's what we use for our fridge organization. So it's all food grade PT, really high quality. But then by the same token, we show people how to use it under the sink or in a beauty context. So like we're really about versatility in our brand. So in terms of like finding the right products and sampling, I knew exactly what I was looking for. And I needed that whole range and I needed that range to come together and sit together and work together because that was one of the problems that I was seeing in all of the stores in Ireland when I was looking for similar products that kind of disconnect between ranges. And sometimes you'd get like part of what you were looking for, but it wouldn't be perfect. Perfect. And like, it just, it has to be perfect. <laughs> it has to be perfect. If, if it's not what you're looking for, it's not the right product. And what part of the process to date has made you tear your hair out? Oh, God. <laughs> All of it? <laughs> All of what part of the process has made me tear my hair out? Well, I love the creative side of things. So I love creating imagery. I love creating brand stories. Um, I hate anything to do with admin. 
I mean, like I hate getting thousands of emails every day. <laughs> so that that side of things wouldn't be my favorite part. Actually, the the trickiest, one of the longest parts was probably doing our website and getting our website right. And by the end of it, that probably made me want to tear my hair <laughs> a little bit. But it was worth it in the end because again, when you're an online business, that's your shop front. That's what people are seeing. That's your brand. That's what you're presenting to the world. And it's kind of like when you've been thinking about your brand, it's what you've been dreaming about. When you're at your website stage, you're really near the last hurdle, aren't you? Yes, and, and you are. You know, and it's so near, but still so, so far. far. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And it can be really frustrating as well. I think as a creative, I the way I described it is like I see things in my head, but I don't always communicate them very well. Probably drove my web designer nuts. But my web designer then the opposite of that she's she was like a real tech person and she's really kind of like lists and codes and whatever so trying to merge those two things the creative who is is very bad at saying what they need and then the the tech person who needs a very clear concise list that was definitely a challenge what were the, some of the the biggest mistakes you'd made or things you would do differently now and i know you're only you know it's still a very new brand but what do you think you would do what were the, some of the things you're like, oh, Jesus, you know, what would you do differently now? So I don't think there's anything specifically that I wouldn't do again, because as you said, we're a new brand and we're still in that learning phase. I think one of the kind of biggest mistakes that we've made is like the time it takes to do everything. So when you are producing in China, by the time, it's not even just about finding the product. You find the product and then you're negotiating the minimums and the cost and everything. And then there's the packaging and the labeling, which always takes longer than than you think it will. Then there's production before it's even ready to go to be ready to be picked up by the shipping company. And then it's two months. So... I find it really, really, that's one of the things I definitely find the hardest to think that far ahead is I find incredibly difficult. And it's it's something I do in my work all the time because, you know, I'm a stylist, so I create fashion campaigns. So like any Christmas campaigns that I have out now that I've creative directed or styled, I did back in like May. So it's not something that's totally foreign to me, but I think that's where like, you know, with the juggle of, doing so much all the time, trying to be that far ahead of the game, I find to be quite challenging. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. And what surprised you about the whole process? Because we were really lucky, like we'd a really good start. And you know, you obviously hope and pray that people will like your products, but then when they actually order them and send you messages saying that they love them, that really surprised me. Because, I, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe we'll get a couple of sales and it'll be a soft launch, it'll be a slow launch, we'll see how we go. But it really did take off from day one. 
And I kept saying, and I was like, are you, when are you starting your social media? When are you starting your social yeah. media? And because you kept it all very secret, didn't you? You didn't really talk yeah. about, like, I don't know about in terms of how many friends you shared it with or, or other people that you shared it with, but you kept it, you know, you didn't do a, a kind of run up to the launch. Probably, a, what did you start about? Maybe two weeks out before you launched? Yeah. And as well, our launch had kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. You know, I remember at the time just feeling like such a flake emailing like the web people and like we were working with the PR agency as well, being like, oh, we're delaying it again. We're delaying it by another week. We're delaying it by another week. But yeah, so that was, yeah, we didn't do the social media up until about two weeks before. I think I was just kind of like terrified to put it out there. I think it's that confidence thing. Again, you know, I can definitely see the value in people sharing the journey from really early on. But then that also creates like a certain amount of pressure as well. And then the other side of it is that when you're building a business, your brand, you are just, you're buried in your laptop and you're just so busy doing admin things that it never feels that exciting to be sharing on social media. And actually, in fact, when I'm quiet on social media, I can guarantee you I'm like buried deep in admin behind a laptop for eight hours a day. And when did you start telling, like, what was the reaction of people around you when you started saying, this is what I'm doing next, this is what's happening? Like, everybody's been really supportive, I think. Like, everyone has always kind of thought it's a good idea, which is nice to hear, although maybe they're being polite. I think in my industry, people are, like, often a little bit surprised because there's quite a leap between fashion and then home organization products. But I suppose anybody who's been following me for a long time on social media, and I probably do less but now because I have less time to do now. But like I would always be like organizing my house and showing it on social media or doing a bit of DIY or like even my decorating for Christmas. I'm a little bit obsessive about it all. So like it's actually not that far of a reach between what I've been doing and this brand. But I think if you don't know me, it might seem like, oh, God, she works in fashion. And then she's a home organization brand, like random. And even though you are the face of the brand, you use a lot of influencers promoting the brand, not just yourself. Was that a conscious? Because you're so with the styling, the TV work, that is you. Did you want to distance yourself a little bit from being? Yeah, definitely. That was really a conscious decision from the beginning. And it was something that was discussed, like when we were working with, you know, anybody we've been working with in PR or marketing or whatever, it's always come up. I am happy to live the brand and share the brand. But sometimes I just feel like with brands and influencer brands, there's an awful lot of them. Sometimes, I don't know, I wonder, do people take them as seriously? So I never really wanted to come in with like that by Judy angle. I also don't feel like I'm just little old me. I'm not like this really big, well-known person. I have a job that's in the public eye, but I just didn't, wasn't really sure I ever wanted to be like the face of it in that big way. And then also as well, like I feel like with my job as a stylist, I'm the only person who can do my job that's not scalable. Nobody can replace me. And I wanted to create something that could stand on its own two feet with or without me. Like, obviously, I always I'm like the business is me. It's an extension of me. But in the future, I want to be able to bring people in and for the business to be able to thrive, even when I'm not there, like 24 seven. 
I completely understand that because especially because you've got that two income, you know, a couple of diff- those income streams, one completely dependent on you. Well, both dependent on you at the moment. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But one completely dependent on you. And then one that potentially in the future, like you say, it's scalable, it's sellable, it's investable, all those kind of things. When you're thinking big picture for the future, if that's where you want to take it, it's, you know, it's all possible because you're not, you know, and I remember when I've been speaking before to, I've done podcasts before with people that value businesses. And I know you've only started and I'm not talking about selling, but people that are valuing businesses, the more the founder is the face of it, the longer it takes to separate them from it to then see, right, well, are the sales still the same? And are so I think it was a really good move, you know, to start the way that you have started. So it, like you say, it's not glossy by Judy, you know, it's, it's just glossy. And like I can, without being it being classy by Judy, I can still shout out my brand and I can still show people how I use it in my own home. But like there was also that kind of like validation process. I needed to see what happened when we gifted all these influencers and if they liked it. And like if anybody follows the classy kid, they'll notice like on any of our influencer mentions, like I don't have any of them mentioning me. Nobody mentions me. And I never wanted to be like when we do campaigns, I never wanted to feel like it's always as a favor to me, just wanted it run as a business. And that's actually worked really well for us. And from that customer awareness and that, was that, so from using influencers, was that the main driver in terms of from an awareness point of view, was that your main kind of marketing at the beginning of what, how you said, right, this Absolutely. Like I always saw this as being a brand that could do really well on social media because this was a trend I was seeing on social media. And even if you look like organization is just so huge on Instagram, TikTok, particularly in the States. So I always knew it would be a really powerful way to spread our messaging. And then also that's my background as well. So it's something I'm very familiar with and I know how to do it and we did work with the pure company to action it because I think it's just too big of a campaign to be doing everything yourself but yeah so I always saw social media being a huge part of of what we're doing and how to drive sales we have been really lucky as well to get like a lot of print features and I've done a lot of interviews with like online magazines and we've really beautiful imagery, which always helps editors and journalists be able to include us in whatever features they're doing. It's all about the imagery. But I definitely find that when you do something with influencers, you get that immediate pop in a way that you just don't see with print. Yeah, well, it's connect because it's, connect it's, it's instant, isn't it? Because they've got their phone in their hand usually, you know, obviously, because they're, you know, and then they can go straight to shop. And what would you say then, would you say that's been your best return on investment? Yeah, definitely. What hasn't been, what's been kind of the worst return so far? We're still fine tuning our digital ads and digital marketing. That's something that we're still working on. And I know that's something that does take time because the algorithms are still learning how to who to pitch your, your products to, but that's an area we definitely need to improve on. And what's next for you as a brand? Well, we have something really big in, in uh, 2024, which I'm dying to share, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but very, very soon. So if you keep an eye on my social medias and the classy social medias, you'll find out what that is soon. So that that's something really big that we have been working on tirelessly for the past couple of weeks. We are 
very keen to bring out some new products. At the moment, most of our products focus on kitchen and storage solutions. My background as a stylist, like I'm a huge advocate that with your clothes, if you have them organized and if you can see what you have, you don't buy rubbish that you don't end up needing, you know, and that it's just one of the pillars of good style is having a beautifully organized wardrobe. So the closet, hence the name Classy, that's where that came from. It's really high in our agenda and it's something we really want to get right as well. So that's that's something definitely coming down the tracks. But ultimately, we just want to nurture what we have, build on what we have, fine tune everything all the time and really kind of grow the business. And what advice would you have for people that are, I mean, like you said, you you thought about something, you thought about two other businesses, didn't press the button on them. What advice would you have for people that are thinking about starting something and have that have those kind of ideas burning in their head that they want to do something? Bite the apple and learn how to chew later. Just do it. If you wait for something to be perfect, you're never going to do it. There's always a way to do it. And you know what? Like even when you, like you think you're launching with your idea of perfect then, in a couple of months, that's not perfect. Like, you know, even now we're like, oh, you know, would we change this about our brand colors or fonts or whatever? You're always changing things. Evolution is a huge part of a product business. So I think uh, just go for it would be my number one thing. And then my second thing would be to be to book in with you because if you don't have suppliers and know how to take your idea to the next step or to take your idea to the next level. Thank you very much. And where can people find Clossy and buy it and find you? So Clossy is online at Clossy.co um, and we're on Instagram at Clossy Co and I'm on Instagram at Judy Gilroy. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining me today. I've had a great chat and I will be back again <laughs> next week with another great guest. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.